The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Eric Kruger joins us with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. And I tell you, this has been uh, an anticipation. And we can now finally say, Eric, we are two weeks away from this August 12th report. And there's been so much anticipation leading into it. And you kind of described it as that's kind of the feel of the market. A lot of anticipation, I can't even say it, anticipation building leading into this. It really has been, and I think, you know, the weather seems to be pretty neutral. There doesn't seem to be too much heat anywhere, enough that it's okay, and that's kind of negative. Maybe some moisture in some places that could be used, but it seems like uh, the majority's caught some rain here. So weather-wise, we look pretty neutral. It's kind of a non-event, and unless something like something changes that, I don't see that pushing the market. And on, on the other side of it, today we'll we'll see on crop conditions. I don't think the market thinks it's going to change much. We'll be able to see if we've caught up a little bit as far as where we're at silking wise where we're at uh, into pollination across the country and i I, we know what's behind but you know we're going to see if some of this heat help catch it up a little bit but other than that i think what we're looking at is that we've kind of seen us hold ranges here and trade pretty sideways over the really for the month of july and now looking at some revised numbers that we're going to see on the 12th i think the trade's really starting to focus on that the closer we get and you talk about that report, and we've seen a lot of prep work leading into a lot of what-ifs, and I'm sure as we get closer, that's when all the guesstimations, as I like to call it, will start coming up from all the private sources. As a producer, how do you not read into all those reports coming into that 12th report? Boy, that's the hardest part, I think. And I think, you know, the, the biggest thing is you got to have a plan, and hopefully up to this point, some of that plan has been executed. And if not, really have the next two weeks to hopefully find find what, what plan is going to work for you and, and get some things in place. Because I think, you know, as we probably trade sideways, hopefully here this 420 area on corn holds, this $9 area on bean holds, and we can maybe bounce up off that a little bit with some positive news. Maybe maybe we hear something, um, you know, out of, out of China the next few days that could help the market and help the bull camp. But if not, I think you know, guys really got to be, be ready to because there's going to be guesses all over the board on you know, you hear things from RMA that uh, there's big prevent plant acres and you hear the other side of it. And, and I think coming into that, everybody will kind of have an idea of what they think it could be. But the, the truth is, we really don't know. And we don't know how much is really going to be fully into that report or if there's going to be more in September. So uh, I think it's this late in the year, it's probably the most uncertainty we've had for quite some time. So I, I think guys really need to plan for that. If you're wanting to do some marketing, do we sit and wait? I, we're always on the side of this this market hopefully is still at a profitable level for most operations and if even if, if we could see maybe over the next couple of weeks back to the high side of this range getting up to that 440 area on corn maybe that's that 930 area on beans but I think at that point you have to take advantage of some of the tools we have in marketing these days and be able to at least protect some of these price levels. I know that was interesting you talked a little bit about the weather I want to get to that in a second but because of this report and, and the waiting on news with China, we know the talks are continuing starting tomorrow. Could that add a little bit of excitement into this market ahead of the 12th? I think so. I, th- I think, you know, I think it, any, you know, maybe a flash sale news or any positive news of these China discussions could be a really good thing. And I think, um, you know, they approved uh, some tariff-free soybean purchases from the U.S. And that's that's kind of a big deal. But until we see it, until we see it shipped, I think the market is so overdrawn on 
what's perceived to be positive stuff, and then nothing comes out of these Chinese discussions. So until we really see the proof, um, I think the market's sideways, but it, it, at least we're there dis discussing it right now, and at least there's something that could come of it versus just you know waiting another month or two before we see any progress. Well, this has been quite the uh, the interesting growing season, as you and I have talked many times about that. I mean, we've had so many areas that's so wet, and now these same areas are needing some rain where they might not have the irrigation option like we have in many parts of Nebraska. Yeah, and I, I think that's the hardest thing. We look around here, and we look at, you know, pollination's probably caught up quite a bit, and we're, we're watering with that need, places that need water. And you get east of here, and you hear about a lot of places that haven't had much measurable moisture over the last few weeks. And then you look on the five-day, and a lot of Iowa's pretty dry, and then north-central Illinois is. And, you know, we'll see what comes to fruition, but I feel like um, that could be a little bit of supportive news to the market as well if we don't catch some of those rains. I don't think the heat's going to be a problem like it could be this time of year for right now, and that's kind of negative. But I think it all comes back to that focus of if the weather's not going to really play as big as a factor um, through pollination with excess heat, I think that there's some rain in the forecast. But it all comes back to are we on the export side of it? Can we get some more business going at these price levels? Or are we going to go back and focus on, after this 12th report, a cut in production and a big cut in acres? And that the market's grappling with that back and forth. Lots of things to factor in, and, and the fact that we also have a crop progress report coming out this afternoon. You say you really don't expect to see a lot of surprises? I don't think so. I think normally this time of year we kind of see the, of course, the crop starts to decline a little bit because of the heat of summer and, and through pollination. I think the trade's looking at it for it to be steady. Um, like I said, the bigger question will be is how far along is the crop when it comes to percentage silking and, and the parts of the country that we know are behind. Uh, we get a little better look at how far they've come and maybe really how much farther are, they are behind than some other parts of the country. Does that cause any concern for you, though? Because, I mean, August is this week, and usually at this point we're looking at soybean fields that are completely canopied. We've got great pods that's starting to happen, and we've got fields that are just starting to bloom. Yeah, I think that just it just goes back to that uncertainty and probably why we have supported these price levels in a, in a little, probably a higher range than if you talk to somebody this winter. We probably didn't think we'd be in a you know, a 420 to, you know, 460, 470 range in corn. And here we are, and I, I think it's justified. And I think you look across our big producers in, in, in Illinois and Iowa and look at how far behind a lot of the big production areas are, I think that, you know, we're going to need some really good weather in August and we're going to need a late freeze to really see the true potential of what's there. And I, the way this weather's gone for the last six to eight months, I don't see that being perfect. And so. we're already hearing locusts, so that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> stick, around, right. stick around, folks. We do have more coming up. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell for this Monday on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. A Monday upon us, we've had the weekend to kind of to fester about the weather and cooler temperatures moving into many parts of the upper Midwest and in the Panhandle as well. As Eric Kruger joins us here for the second part, look at the livestock side. Let's talk about this weather and how it's affecting the cattle market. What are you seeing? We've seen really, we're kind of getting to the end of the summer here, of course, I should say the late part of summer, and usually we kind of start seeing live cattle prices seasonally decline through the month of August before what's setting up to be, hopefully, if you look out, we could have a pretty a much larger than normal production decline from the fourth quarter of 19 into the first quarter of 20, and it's hard to start looking out that far, but that's kind of where we're at, and I think 
Um, that suggests we could see some better prices going forward, but I think right now, um, with the weak cash market kind of staying where it's at, maybe not as strong as some have been hoping, um, I think right now, uh, weaker beef um, and sluggish exports are going to probably grind on this market for a little while longer. Well, let's talk about that, because that cash cattle activity on Friday was very quiet, and it started out today, no surprises we usually do on a Monday for a quieter side, but is this going to be the trend over the next couple of weeks where we wait for some anticipation? I think so, and I, I think you look at you look at the markets, and it's kind of hard to look at futures markets on cattle. Usually, we see a little higher volume and some more volatility, and it's been really quiet. We've been in a range on the live, live cattle side of a two and a half to three dollar range, really, for the last month, and on feeders, a four and a half to five dollar range, which really is just it's, that's not a big area to trade in. Um, the one thing I think that's either could put some pressures, like we we saw the hogs limit down today on October hogs, um, and I think that's that could pressure the market a little bit and maybe lead feeders down a little. But I think we'll see some support here. I think we'll hold these ranges, and hopefully, um, with with futures on the live cattle side being a little higher than where August and October are trading, hopefully we can see that that futures market come back up to cash. Even though we had a few, you know, a week and a half or so of some intense temperatures, we've had some good growing weather, shall we say, for these feeders. We really have. And, you know, it's we laugh. The moisture has been, been really nice because we've had a lot of good grass opportunities really across the country. Now, some guys will say it's raining too much. It's been hard to get grass up. But I think pasture conditions, range conditions, and then we've had some really good grass. So I think that's going to be uh, a little bit of a... A caveat, I guess, as we head into these winter months, but I think putting weight on has been a little easier than it has been the last few summers. So I, I, we look at the higher price of corn, but it's it's not out of the ballpark anymore. So hopefully, guys have taken some risk off and, and maybe taken some of that cost to gain in and, and protected against maybe grain moving higher. Hopefully, as we come in to uh, to harvest, but uh, we'll wait and see. But right now, I think guys can really just uh, know that seasonally. We usually move lower a little bit here in the month of August. And, of course, it's kind of the doldrums when it comes to, to movement across that meat counter as well because it's usually hot and miserable. Yeah, and we really haven't seen, you know, the, on the retail side, we haven't really seen product-specific as on the beef as strong as we have the last few years. We haven't seen a lot of um, a lot of movement. It, but I think if we, we also have to talk when you talk cattle, we're looking at what could be a rate cut coming. And if that's the case... Uh, we'll have to see what that does on the consumer confidence side as well. So as you sit down and talk to your cattle and, and, your, and your hog producers as well, what are you kind of pushing towards them or suggesting to them when it comes to marketing for this last quarter of 2019? I, we're trying to be patient here because I think, um, you know, we've just saw uh, these cattle up in this 114, 115 area, February up in that 118 to 120 area. Um, if, if we can get them back up in there, I think we can at least get to where guys aren't worried about the negative side of it. And if we can put a floor on and protect that, I think guys really need to. Um, it's going to be a little tougher up front here. I don't I don't see the October board uh, having a big reason to rally hard uh, outside of some, some uh, demand picking up. So I think guys need to be a little patient. Usually this is the time of year where patience can pay off, and hopefully we can see it, uh, an early winter move. And from a grain perspective, I mean, we obviously we talked the first half about this August twelfth report. Uh, what we didn't talk about was all the rumors that are going on about early frosts and what that's going to mean to this crop. So again, they're going to be fed a lot of information and trying to sort it all through. 
Yeah, it's going to be hard to sort it all out, and it's nothing. I don't think that's the narrative won't change there. It's it's been a really volatile year, and we've seen some really great opportunities to this point. Hopefully, we can retest some of those opportunities in the corn and bean market, and and guys can get more done if they didn't get it done or take advantage of some upside. But I think the other side of that is we have to look at it and go. The growing weather has kind of sorted itself out. We probably won't know what our true production was until we get through the winter months. You know, it's going to be a lot of speculation through harvest and then until we really know true final numbers i think there's a reason to keep some some premium in the market but a lot of it will depend on where we come in with planted acres and what percentage of harvest acre this off of that and then the balance sheets kind of work themselves out and if our stocks to use is you know eight percent or less then i think there's a reason this market can move stronger but if we kind of hold where we've been at 10 percent or higher i don't know that we need to move this market up anymore Lots of good things to think about. What's the best way to, for folks to get a hold of you, Eric? Um, yeah, they can give us a call at 308-234-6805 or go online to mysmartyield.com. And, of course, stay tuned. We, of course, will have the crop progress updates, all the information later on this afternoon. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell. I'm brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.